I would say you guys sounded really good, but I can't, I can't say that. So <laughs> Aaron sounded really good. Uh, you can give him a round of applause if you'd like in your living room. <laughs> Come on, Jill, let, let's just hear Jill clap from the background. <laughs> um, all right, so if you, you don't really have to open your Bibles because we're going to look at the most famous prayer ever said from Jesus, and that is um, the Lord's Prayer. So we're, we're really going to look at the first, first line from, from the Lord's Prayer tonight, and I want us to kind of dwell on that. Last week, we started a series called Pray, and it spells out P-R-A-Y, each week with uh, spelling out acronym P, pause, R is rejoice, A is ask, Y is yield. And uh, I thought it was <laughs> insane, truly insane, that last Wednesday we talked about pausing, stopping everything, <laughs> and making prayer a priority. And literally Wednesday night to Thursday, you guys remember last week? Everything stopped. I mean, getting the announcement that the NBA was shutting down, and then shortly afterwards it was the NHL, and then MLB, and then NFL. Like, there's just stuff, everything's shutting down. Now restaurants have shut down. Everything is, is like, closed. Like, you're, we're not going anywhere right now. Everything stopped. Um, I'm not saying, like, whatever we talked about last week, God was like, you know what? I'm going to do that now. I think in God's sovereign plan, he has this youth ministry, specifically this youth ministry, in an incredible place. Can I just share a quick story with you? Um, I've talked to tons of youth pastors in the past few days, like, bro, what are you doing? People calling me, like, what are you guys doing? Like, how are you getting through this? Like, any ideas? And there are tons of youth ministries that are trying their best. They're like, kind of like scrambling to figure out what to do. You've probably already seen a bunch of them going live tonight. Pray for them. That's incredible. But What's happening now in our youth ministry is unlike any other youth ministry or youth, from what youth pastor I've talked to, and that is a movement of prayer. Like, as I talk to students, sixth grade to seniors, this desire to pray, and it's happening now, and I promise you in a time that you are never going to experience, I pray you will never experience again in the rest of your life. God is doing something not only throughout the world right now, but I truly believe, we truly believe something incredible in our youth ministry right now, and that's through prayer. So we're going to continue to talk about prayer tonight. As we talk, we would love for you to ask questions, because um, we're going to spend hopefully five, seven minutes at the end to answer your questions, whether it pertains to prayer in itself, but also about the, the ministry. We're going to try and give you a, a rundown of where what we're doing uh, moving on. So if you do have questions, you can type them on YouTube on the Instagrams. We'll try and follow up with you and answer those questions live. So tonight we're going to talk about what it means to rejoice in prayer. If we pause to pray, the next step in prayer is to rejoice. And we get this idea directed from the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says this, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So we've paused. Remember we talked about we, we have our sacred space in our chair. We've we're relaxed breathing, eyes are on God. Now we have to stop and ask ourselves, who are we actually praying to? Who are we speaking to? Who are we having this conversation with? And we see two specific things I just want to draw out to you tonight. Two things. First, our Father in heaven. The first thing I want you to see is that our God is near. 
I mean, go through the Old Testament and show me, I would love for you to find this for me, but show me where there is a prayer to God and he is called Father. I mean, go through all the Psalms. There's 150 of them, thousands of verses. Yes, we cry out with the Spirit, Abba, Father, but oftentimes we go to the Lord and he is Yahweh. He is Adonai. He is God, but never, very rarely, Father. And Jesus is saying, pray then like this, our Father in heaven. Pastor Brent put it so perfectly on Sunday if you listen to his message. Our Father is nearer to, uh, to us than this virus. Then whatever we are facing, our God is near to us. And the very first statement of the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is reminding us that our Father is near, that God is near to us, that he is close to us. I mean, the fact that Jesus is God himself praying shows us just how close God is to us. He is near. But the second thing, we, we can't miss this, is in the second line, hallowed be your name. We don't use that language anymore, ever. But that word hallowed means other. It means different. There is no one like our God. Not only is our God near, but he is other. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Meaning we are acknowledging that God is different than us. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. God is different, but he's also near. Guys, this is great news. This is incredible news. God, the person who created us, that knows us, is near to us and wants to speak to us, wants a relationship with us, wants to lead us, wants to guide us, wants to show us how good that he is, but he is different than us. He doesn't think the way we think. I mean, I was thinking about this yesterday. Like so often in churchy world, we're always praying like, God, would you, would you do something incredible in your church today? God, would you move in the nation of, of the United States? Would you stir and shake the United States to a revival? Would you bring thousands, millions of people to know Jesus? Amen. And yet, this week, it feels like God is very distant from us. Everything's shutting down. Our world has been flipped upside down. But I, I truly believe this. Those prayers that we've been praying for change in America, in the world... I think God is answering, but in an incredibly different way because God is different than us. He's doing it his way. He is absolutely in control, and he knows exactly what he's doing. So God is near to us, and he's different than us. This is great news. So why is it when we pray, and we go to pray, and it just feels like we're talking to the ceiling? I've been there. Like, oftentimes, most of my prayers feel like it's just bouncing up the ceiling right back to me. Like, I'm talking to myself. Because it's, it's pretty simple that, that familiarity breeds apathy. What I mean by that is, whenever you are familiar with something, it becomes normal to you. It's, it's like not anything different to you. So, for instance, if you go to many Asian countries a year ago, two years ago, many people would still wear face masks. Like, just because of the smog, the, like, the air quality might not be that good. So you would see that. That was normal. Now, you've probably have been stirred, like, when you're walking, when you were able to go places, and you saw people wearing face masks. You're like, whoa, that's weird. 
And now it's probably becoming a little more familiar to you when you see pictures, and maybe when we get to go back out into the real world, that it, it might become familiar to you. Familiarity breeds apathy, meaning it's boring. It's the same thing. You're not excited about it anymore. It's the same thing every day. Guys, the good news about our God, yes, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he is different than us. He is so vast and so infinite that we can explore his character forever. So when we go to pray, we go with this idea that we understand God and we've got him in a little box. We pray this prayer to God. He's seated on his throne and he might answer something. Most likely not. Possibly listening to us. But this God that we are speaking to is near and is working in ways that are different than our own ways. So I want to encourage you a couple of ways. Um, in this new world that we find ourselves in, which who knows how long we're going to be like quarantined, basically, for weeks, months, I pray, not for years, but who knows? We don't. So in this new world, for at least for these next few weeks, our eyes have to be on this God who is near and is different than us. And when we pray to him, what are we really doing when our eyes are on him, when we're rejoicing in who God is? Well, there's a lot of things that we're rejoicing in or that we're finding satisfaction in right now that I, I just I want to encourage you to turn your eyes back to Jesus, to turn your eyes back to God. Okay? The number one thing, as I talk to, to, to kids right now, is it's school. Like Our eyes are totally 100% focused on school, which is good. You need to do good in school. We're praying for you in this time. This is super unique. I never did online school when I was in seventh grade or when I was a sophomore. This is a unique time, but this can take up so much of your time and your energy and your anxiety and your stress and your worry that the only thing you're focused on is school in this time. Guys, student, God knows that you're worried and stressed about school. Bring it to him. He is near. And yes, he knew that you were going to have to take online classes in this time. And he would be more than happy to to help you, to comfort you in this time. School is such a major thing in our lives right now, and it should be. But that's the one thing that we focus on. If that's the only thing we're focusing on, then we're missing on who God is. The second thing is, is anxiety. Guys, the moment I step onto social media and I start scrolling, my anxiety level goes like through the roof. Like my heartbeat starts, starts to pick up and I see one news article after another, I see one quote after another, I see one video after another about this virus, and I start to get so worried and so concerned and so stressed, and, and like it feels like hope is gone. And then I, I click out of it, I look outside, and the breeze is still rolling through the trees, the sun is still shining, If, if we're looking to our screens for hope in this time, it's only going to cause anxiety. Our eyes have to be on our Father in heaven. Hallowed be his name. He is other than us. He is different than us. I encourage you, as much as possible, limit the amount of time you spend on a screen. Yes, you got to use it for school. I get it. But when you're done with school, don't click onto Instagram, onto TikTok, onto Snapchat, onto Twitter, onto Facebook, pause. Maybe it's time to like spend time with the Lord. 
but limit the amount of time that you're scrolling. I promise you, you'll see that, yes, the world is upside down, but your perspective on it is so much clearer and your trust in the Lord is so much stronger. That totally 100% goes for, for entertainment in these days too. So some of our eyes are on purely on school right now. Some of our eyes are just we're anxiety-ridden. Some of our eyes are just on entertainment. Like, I don't know about you, but if I was stuck home all day, I'm playing Xbox all day long. Like, every hour. It sounds awesome. Especially with new Call of Duty coming out right now. Fortnite's back again. Like, I want to just entertain myself. Guys, what a waste of our time that we have if all of our sports have been canceled, all of our clubs have been canceled, D groups are still meeting sometimes, church has been canceled, everything has been canceled in our life, and we're going to fill up our time with Call of Duty. We're going to fill up our time with video games. We're going to fill up our time with YouTube, with Netflix. And when we, we come out of this eight weeks from now, I pray eight weeks from now, and we ask, hey, what did you learn during this time? And your response is, I learned how to win in Call of Duty Warzone. I, I, I learned to, to binge all of The Office in one week. That's, I'm telling you, that's not something to be proud of especially if you consider yourself to be a follower of Jesus. I mean, literally, God has the world on pause right now, and you're going to go and press play on your video game. So I can't encourage you enough. Don't just seek entertainment in this time. Yeah, I, I'm watching movies. I'm hanging, hanging around, like, just trying to figure out what this is all about. But take advantage of the abnormal amount of free time that you have and become the man and woman of God that you've always wanted to be. Now, I promise you, is the time to do that. Unlike any other time. So, last thing is, we set our eyes on fear. We're fearful of this virus. And honestly, we should have a level of fear. We shouldn't just be, like, I've seen, saw videos of people who are in Miami right now on spring break acting as if, if I get corona, I get corona. Like, they're going out in this level of just, they're, they're blinded to what is out there because they don't see it. But I'm not talking about a fear that turns our eyes away from God, but a respect and awe of God that he is in control, that he knows exactly what he's doing. And when... When I scroll through social media, my anxiety goes up, my fear goes up. When I'm playing video games, I'm just running away from that fear. I bring that fear to the Lord, our Father, who is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. So when we pray, we're going to a God who is near to us, nearer to us than any virus. We go to a God who's different than us. And we will never, ever explore all of who God is in this lifetime or in a million lifetimes. And he's waiting for us to find out just how good he is. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be his name. So hopefully you've learned to pause in these times to stop, God has pressed pause on your, on your life right now. To stop, have your eyes on God. Now, who are we praying to? A God that is near, and then a God that is different than us. And our eyes are on a God who, who wants and desires a relationship with us. Our eyes are off of anxiety, off of ent entertainment, off of fear, off of school even, and on the God who's in control in these days.